Thanks for joining me in Sheffy's Sandbox. I'm April Don Scheffler, and I invite you to play with me and my guest today, Amanda Bicking. Welcome, Amanda. Hi. So excited to be here. Oh my gosh. There are guests that I'm looking forward to, and there are guests that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> this has been one of those because I have felt like I desperately need some fashion advice. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things, even from younger, if you couldn't easily have access to something, you wrote it off as that's not me and kind of throw in some shade or hate on people <laughs> yeah. who yeah. weren't in fashion or maybe had the mental story on the inside of how they were vain or shallow or things like that. But really, it was just that that was something in myself that I wanted more of. And I just didn't yeah. have that easy access to. So I am super excited to have you on. And I feel like I'm jumping up ahead of my usual schedule. Listeners will be like, what's happening? April's off the rails. She's <laughs> not doing things in the normal routine. But I have to tell you why I was even more excited to have you on and why I felt it was so synchronistic was I had had a hypnosis session, maybe like in November. And it was a group hypnosis session and it was via Zoom. So we were all on mute except for the facilitator and she was leading us through. And one of the things she said was, she prompted us to ask, is there any wisdom that your soul or guides would like to share with you regarding self-care or self-love. Asking for that wisdom and for that energy of enhancing your self-care and your self-love. So I had my, my phone that I was talking into to record what was happening. And so I asked, is there anything I can do to enhance my self-care, my self-love? And I got a yes. And then I got the visual of cans putting the finishing touches on a present, maybe adjusting mm -hmm. a bow. Yeah. And I got this message that just taking a few extra efforts to feel good about the way I'm presenting myself, whether that be makeup or the clothes I'm wearing, maybe updating my shoes. I thought that was interesting that I had that very specific thing, maybe updating my shoes but just a little extra finishing because if I'm not concerned about how I look on the outside, I can concentrate more on my inner experience and meeting people where they are and where I am and connecting from an authentic place without being distracted by silly things or the human emotions of what someone else is thinking of or if I measure up or how I compare, if I measure up to their standards. So by trying just a little extra finishing that I may be skipping because of feelings of warped self-care attitudes that I would be vain or evil for caring about such things. So basically finishing, I just needed to do that little extra something rather to, I don't know, kind of allay fears of how I was presenting myself, that way I could concentrate on more of my inner experience. 
So I don't know if that resonates at all with you, but that's what I'm coming to this with is just some helpful tips on how I can put those finishing touches mm-hmm. to, to how I'm presenting myself because, you know, these, these are on YouTube. And so we have watchers as well as listeners and yeah, I'm just super excited. Yeah. And I, and I mindfully, I consciously chose to wear something that's very neutral because I'm excited about your process. I didn't want to taint it in any way. So I wanted to present a very neutral palette because as you explained, you're, you're open up the Akashic records, et cetera. So I am just super, super excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, all of that resonates with me so much. So when you think about style and fashion, it can feel like it's, it's going to be really complicated or the people that do it the best are done up head to toe, that sort of thing. And I think it's really about being able to dig in and see, or in my case, I, I am assisted with the Akashic records, like you said, um, to see what your guides are saying, but really like tap into who you are and see what maybe just those finishing touches are. It doesn't have to be a complete overhaul. Yeah. About like, what's going to make you feel really confident. And for people that are watching this, like for me, I did not put on eyeshadow or eyeliner or any of that today. Sometimes I do, but like today I was fine with it and I'm on camera every day. And for me, what makes me feel pulled together is just putting an earring on, especially because we're in this waist up view. Most of the time, it makes me feel just like that's the finishing touch is the earrings because you usually notice those. Or lately I've been putting on a lot of tinted chapsticks because one, they're nourishing in this cold weather, which is great, but it just adds that little something and it's easy. It doesn't have to be, I spend all this time in the morning. I'm a mom, so I could make more time in the morning (laughs) to get all done up, but I don't. Um, And more of my time is spent getting my kids or other people ready than it is myself. So it's easy to just know, like, what are those finishing touches that make me feel really confident, like you were saying, and feel really connected. So yeah, I'm excited to see what we dive into today. I love that part of your process is asking someone else's Akashic Records and kind of diving into who they are, as opposed to just being this outside, you need to conform to this ideal of beauty, or what I think you should look like, (laughs) because that might stick and hold for only so long if it doesn't feel authentic to you and to your soul or your personality then I mean I can see maybe sticking with it for a little bit like okay Amanda said that this is the best color for me Mm -hmm. but if it feels outside of myself then I only see it sticking for so long so I love that part of your process is asking my guides uh, and asking the Akashic Records how, yeah. how best to present myself exactly. in a way that feels authentic. Yeah, we all change. We're all changing and aging literally every day. The things we're being hit with different inspiration and media, all these kinds of things that come into our aura, which is a part of my process too, is reading aura colors, but it can shift how we feel up. And that, that can be a good thing. That can be an exciting thing. Like maybe you want to embody something different every day. And so- for some people, it is more right for them to have a capsule wardrobe where they have the pieces that they love, that they 
know how to style together. And it's almost like a uniform. They know and feel comfort in that. For some people, not many people that I work with, but for some people, trends are really appropriate. Like literally the changing of the seasons and the changing of new fashion, new things out there is really appropriate for them because they're more of like a shape shifter persona and it's fun and exciting for a lot of people. It's not because it's not tapping into who you are. And so I think that's really exciting. And I tell everybody too, like, I want you to feel empowered with the information that I've given you to then obviously take it, internalize it and make it your own. One of the services that I offer, I call it like your DIY guidebook. So I'll go in, I'll find the information for you. I'll pull some styles for you that you can shop if you want to, but it doesn't need to feel like you need to buy this or you need to have this or needs to be this type of thing. It's meant to be really internalized as inspiration. And maybe when you are out shopping or you are looking online or you're just in the presence of accessories, clothing, beauty, whatever, and you notice something, you can kind of like think about what you saw and what you felt really excited about and what me and your guides delivered to you versus feeling kind of boxed in. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people with color, I've heard people say, I've had my color red before, which I think was a bit, I heard it started in like the seventies, but where it says you're a fall or winter. That was a big thing. Yeah. I know my grandma, I think she was in autumn or winter. Yeah. Yeah. And like, these are the best colors for you. And I've had a couple of clients that have had that done. And they'll say, well, someone read my colors for me and I'm really supposed to stick to these colors. And in the way it's been presented to me, I think for some people it can be really empowering, but I think for some people, it feels almost like this nervous energy. Like, well, if I skew away from what someone told me was right for me, like that's going to be wrong. And so I give you a color palette, you know, suggested colors that I think would look nice on you. And sometimes your guides tell me that as well. But I say to people, this is just, again, meant to be inspiration. Maybe I pulled a blue for you. There's so many tones and values of blue. Like you might find a blue that you really love. Some people, there's been a few that a lot of color works really well for them. So I'm like, I can't even pull all the colors that would look great for you. Like this is just a starting point. And for me, it always goes back to, yes, this is what someone is saying that they think would look nice on you but you need to go towards what gets you really excited that you really love because the confidence you have when you're wearing something you really love is like the energy that's going to go out to people. That's going to be magnetic. That's going to make you feel really good. So even if I think like, I don't know, a blush isn't in the set that I chose for you, but you love that color you should wear that color. (laughs) So I tell people that all the time. This is not the end all be all. At the end of the day, you should wear what you love. Sometimes you don't know what you love until you try it, or it might surprise you, but um, this is just to help you kind of make those decisions for yourself. I had to just jump in and tell Ah. you why I was so super excited. Let's get back on um, track for the listeners and do our let's grab a drink segment. We pop into a virtual coffee house before hitting the beach and being the benevolent host that I am, your order's on me. So what (laughs) order do you give the barista? If we are on, okay, 
For me, I'm actually not a big coffee drinker. I never have been, even when I tried to. So for me, my order would either be like a really yummy matcha tea. And like if it's, I'm going to do a hot tea. If not, I just like a, like an iced white tea. It's kind of my go-to. I'm having a, a, an herbal tea right now. So yeah. Well, now that you have your warm beverage, let's dive right in. Sometimes living one's purpose and going through this human experience can look like playing small, but other times it can look like playing big. So in your spotlight moments, Amanda, have there been any claims to fame, times that our listeners might have seen you or your work? Hmm. Claims to fame. That feels really big. <laughs> um, I think where people may have seen my work probably is holisticism recently on their Instagram, they featured me and a host of other um, entrepreneurs that if you were looking for last minute Christmas gift ideas, like service-based things, things you could give to somebody, um, my intuitive style edit was on there, which was so exciting to see that and to have someone call that out. So that was probably the biggest moment for me. Everything else is a little bit more, you know, word of mouth or referral based, which feels really nice and warm too, because I usually know person who knows the person who knows the person and it just feels comfy with that well now that you're on my my podcast I'm sure you'll be famous <laughs> and this will be your claim to fame yeah love it well guests are asked to choose a word or phrase that they would like to hear used more often in everyday conversations something that doesn't get nearly enough play or enough airtime. and the prior guest who I interviewed earlier this morning. She's also a Holisticism Hub colleague. She chose for you the word soiree. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Soiree. Ooh, yes. So you are tasked to try and somehow fit that into our conversation today, okay? I love it. Feels like that was meant for me. I can do that. <laughs> you also get to choose a word for the next guest. To dance with and it could be a peculiar word that you find funny or something that resonates with you so what are you laying down for them to pick up I'm so ready for this I'm all about words that sound funny to me or I feel like I'm being funny when I use them so my word is bamboozle bamboozle <laughs> nice you were so sweet you, you offered to do an abbreviated version of what you would do with a client with me and I think that's one of the fantastic benefits of being a podcast host is that I get to be sometimes the guinea pig and have people see firsthand like what something like this would look like. So mm -hmm. I'm going to turn it over to you, Amanda, work your magic. I love it. First thing I would say while I'm grabbing these things and trying not to make much noise is I want you to think about what type of energy you might be wanting it can be energy or just think something you want to call into your life right now. For me, a lot of times it's creativity, especially if I'm writing copy. Copy can be challenging for me sometimes. So anything that feels right to you, just think on that. We can go back to that because we can play with color to help set that intention. And then we're going to open up your records. Like I can say first, when I work um, with a client, what we do is I open up your records because like I said, for me, I have a background in fashion design. I've worked in this industry for a while, all of that. But I mean, 
I have some knowledge of people and I have that first impression, but I would much rather see what you're interested in, what your guides say. Sometimes they can be a little quiet. I've had clients where style is actually not that important to them and their guides were a little challenging. Or they were lipped about it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one was just like slippers. I used to shoot. Blase. Um, how you said like shoes seemed like that specific. I'm like, that was, yeah, that was probably important. That specific detail there. So this little mini session we're going to do, I'm just kind of prompting you that it could go a couple different ways. I'm just looking at what deck I'm drawn to. We'll do this one. The records are not open. Okay. So first thing in my process, I see aura colors and aura colors for anyone that just is not familiar are not necessarily your style colors. They are just a a color that represents your current energy and they can change as maybe somebody's energy comes in your field with time, all of that. And so I usually see them, I usually see sets of two or three. And the first one that came up for you, I'll write these down because sometimes I get a little carried away and I forget, um, is magenta. I see a lot of blue some green. Okay. So this is the aura color reading part. So how it works is I usually see a big color, a medium color, and a smaller color. And usually the biggest one, and if I look at you, sometimes I can see too, like what's closest to you. And that color is usually one that's a bit more constant. That's a bit more uh, about your personality and you, and not that it can't change, but it usually sticks around for a little bit longer versus the ones that are a little bit away from your field, more away from your body are ones that might be influenced by the day. If you had a chaotic morning, who you talk to (laughs) all of that. So your biggest one is confusing because it was like changing. Um, mm, I'll go with it. Um, is like a magenta purple sort of color. So I'm just going to go with magenta and purple and tell you both definition or like both information about it. So magenta always makes me laugh when it comes up, because if you look at like, let's say the textbook definition of it, it's nonconformist, which I think is always funny to say to somebody. Nonconformist can be a loaded word. It's really just that maybe the path you've taken is different than the typical capitalistic program we've all been taught, right? So probably many of us have magenta in our auric field and how we approach things, but people with magenta, it's not really associated with a specific chakra. It's a mix of blues and reds. And so red is the um, root chakra, grounding, security, blue is the throat chakra, and it's a bit more on the intuitive spiritual side. So what that says to me is that you have the ability to kind of sit in both camps. So someone like me, I have so much air in my chart. I sit up here a lot of times that red doesn't come up for me very much unless I like I'm calling it in specifically because it's hard for me to be be grounded, to feel secure, that sort of thing. This magenta is telling me that you have the ability to tap into both because it kind of is sitting on the purple side too. Purple is associated with the crown chakra and those people are very empathetic, very intuitive. They can see information and relay it out to others, which lets me go to blue, which was your second biggest color and blue is the throat chakra, like I said, and it's all about, hmm, I've heard this phrase before, clear is kind. 
It's about seeing the truth. That intuitive part of it is you're seeing the truth and you're compassionately delivering it to other people. It's not about being blunt. It's not about seeing your side only. It's about being able to tap into that channeled message, whether it's channeled or not, and being able to deliver it to people in kindness. So I'll pause because that was a lot and I'm going to tell you about your green, but how does that resonate with you so far? In my hypnosis sessions, I get purple, purple comes through a lot. When you were talking about delivering what you're getting in a compassionate way in the past, it's so weird. It's like this weird contrast in, in me that I have an open solar plexus in human design, which Mm -hmm. means I'm on this journey of being able to speak my truth without worrying about how it affects other people, because I'm afraid of having to deal with the consequences of whatever anger or emotions that Mm. brings up. I feel Um, that. But at the same time, I often will say things and It comes across very blunt and I have hurt people's feelings in the past. When I believe I had started my awakening before then everything was really black and white. And I think I was Mm -hmm. saying things in a way that landed without consideration for someone else. So it's kind of hard for me to switch that that's not my story anymore. Yeah. Uh, And really embrace that I am able to connect with that empathy and strike that balance of not being worried about what someone would say regarding my truth, um, what that is, but yet when it's for someone else, like a message that I am able to say that in a very compassionate way. I have this weird dance with communication with words because I don't feel as though I verbalize anything very well at all which is weird, maybe for a podcast host to say, but I have that control where I can go back later and edit out stuff. And so I I think that's why I'm able to do this, but I am so much more comfortable with the written word. And I think maybe Mm -hmm. it has to do with my Mercury being in retrograde in my chart. I love Mm -hmm. writing because I'm able to think about things really in depth before I put it out there. Yeah. And when you're in the moment, you're not really able to say maybe what you mean to say. And so, yeah, I feel like there's just a lot of contrast in me. <laughs> well, I have so many thoughts. So much of this was like making me buzz, like so excited. So first of all, I was going to say blue, what I usually say to people too, and I see blue in their reading is that it can mean usually one of two things. Usually it means that you are comfortable speaking. Maybe you have a defined area in your human design chart and your throat chakra, or you're being called to use your throat chakra more. And, you know, it's hard to discern between the two because I see a color and sometimes I get information. Sometimes I don't with you. What I think is really interesting is I feel like, yeah, it's funny. We're talking about this on a podcast. I didn't even like come to me as I was just seeing blue. I'm like, oh yeah, like you use your voice. I have a very frequently throat in human design. Yeah. Okay. 
But you, what I like about this, when I think about kindness and how you are associating with your truth, sometimes I find people with blue in their chart, it's, or I keep saying chart in their aura is that sometimes it's easier for them to tell other people's truths and to help guide other people. And they're doing it from this like compassionate place versus to be able to really speak their own or they, it's like the struggle that they have with it. And I think that's really cool too, with what you're doing, because like you're giving me right now in this moment, a platform to speak about what I do. Right. So you're literally providing this vehicle for people and to help people. You're the host, you're asking questions, you're drawing things out to like, do it and to open up with it. So that's like the first point. I forget things often. So second point is the written word part. I thought that was so interesting. when you said that because one of my former clients, she was trying to tap into her throat chakra more and wanted to call in more blue into her aura. And we were just kind of chatting back and forth more casually about what that means for her. And it was really about finding the specific medium to let the words like flow out because she had a block with it. And for her, it was super specific. She found she could write so much better opening up Instagram and captioning a post. Versus me, it's like I started in my notebook, then I head over to copy editing thing because I feel insecure about my own copy stuff. And like, it's this whole process to just get one post out there. But for her, it, it had to be that and that opened it and let it flow more. So for you, it might be that written word more, right? I've just re jumpstarted my newsletter and I have really found that to be something that I'm enjoying. That's fun. It's lighting me up. And so I am yeah. liking that. That's really cool. I love that. I'm glad you shared that with me. You did have one more color. It was actually the smaller of what I was seeing right in this moment. Yeah. That purple's coming through more for me than magenta now, but anyways, is green and green is such a lovely color. Green's actually usually the one that hangs around in my aura more. It's associated with the heart chakra. So people that have a strong green presence might feel like they make decisions or connect to things more through the heart. That's how I am. I'm a generator, human design. We're supposed to go off of our gut and our intuition and I'm learning to do that more. But I found that a lot of times it's sitting in my heart. If I pay attention to that, that's usually going to lead me to the right spot. It's also the color of abundance. Abundance for me is a tricky one because if someone says they're calling in abundance in their life, it's like abundance of. Abundance can look like so many things. Exactly. And I think people go to money often, right? So I'm always like, and you know, all the ins and outs of this stuff, but for people that are a bit new to it, I try to preface that with if abundance is showing up, green showing up in your aura. It could be indicating that you have an abundance of something. Is it friendship? For me last year, I realized what I had abundance of was like learning support, how to run a business. I was so blessed with so many people that had done it before or in communities, things like that. So green also sometimes for people, I'm not seeing this as much for you since it's not like a huge color, but there's sometimes more in tune with nature, that sort of thing. But really it's all about connecting with your heart it sometimes means growth, that you're ready for growth, that sort of thing. So it's a smaller color in your chart. And that could mean maybe it's something specifically today. Maybe that means it's something that's kind of working into your aura, but that was your third color I saw for you. I think it's interesting because I recently had a reading um, that was offered by someone 
on the free offering Fridays on the holisticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had a reading with her and what she, the message that she was getting for me is that I needed to just kind of open up the heart chakra more and allow myself to, I don't know. I feel like I'm already pretty vulnerable, but I was listening to this, another podcast and it was talking about how vulnerability can look like different things. Like you may be maybe overshare in one type of thing, but in another area, you're very withdrawn or held back. So anyway, just uh, being able to live more from the heart space and connecting the higher chakra, like the crown or whatever with the heart and balancing the two. And so that mm. has been a little bit more of my, my recent assignment is to try and live, Ooh, you know, open up yeah. more from the heart and have and connect the two together. Yeah. I like that. Cause you've got a lot of that purple color, right? Like the crown chakra currently in your aura. So maybe it's making, yeah, more room for that green color. That's really interesting. I love, I love playing with color. It feels so magical. It feels easy too, in terms of writing with a purple pen today, right? Like maybe it's that I want to be more connected to my crown chakra and I purposely choose that. So it's all about that intention. And that is why I asked you um, to think about something you're looking to call energy or types of thing you're looking to call into your life right now. What, what was that? Ooh. So I feel like this is timed well because today as of the day of this recording it's January 31st it's the new moon in Aquarius and yes. I was listening to Michael Lennox's weekly astro update and it's all about finding out what your country what your individual contribution looks like in service to the greater good and mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I'm thinking about as recommended another podcast by a friend, I think it's called Whore Pod. Anyway, the host talks about superpower and she has these readings where she will sit with you for an hour or 50 minutes and talk about what is your superpower and, and how that doubt, I'll, I'll link this in the show notes, but how your soul or your, the guides hear that as don't. And so it just takes that one skeptic or that one doubt to put a halt to everything. And so mm -hmm. I'm kind of wanting to call in my superpower, whatever that is, and mm -hmm. allow that, allow that to be without questioning it. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So this is the part where I let everybody know that one of the wonderful things about auras and color is that we can set the intention to bring more of a certain energy color into our aura. For me, like I said, if I'm trying to be more creative, I might burn an orange candle next to my desk. In terms of style, we can wear it, right? And some colors we don't love on ourselves. And so maybe we would rather have it sitting next to us or dust, but it's just something for us to look at and notice or put on and have that intention of bringing it in. So when you said, what's the greater good, what's in service of that, what came to me was white. White is not very often found in totality in someone's aura because white means that you've like, reach the heights of spiritual ascension. It's like 
the Dalai Lama, that sort of thing. Maybe Mother Teresa at some point, you know, it's like very, you've arrived there and it might've taken many lifetimes to get to that point. But white does show up in our auras sometimes as speckles or moments or sparks. It doesn't mean it's unattainable for us. It just means an all white aura would be, is very few. So I actually felt white for that. It felt like this impulse to open up what is that like, yeah, that like higher power, that purpose, that superpower you're talking about, which is great. White is such a achievable color for us to wear to, you know, I'm looking at your background since I can see it, your white shelves behind you, it's already in your environment. And so you can look at it and think about this desire you have to find that and have that intention. The other thing I like to offer to people just as something fun to play with when they feel called is to do an exercise called color breathing. Mm. So color breathing was the other thing I was saying could be fun to play around with too. If you're meditating already, or you want to sit and um, have a little bit of time to visualize or meditate, you can do a deep breath in through your nose. And when you're doing that breath, you picture breathing in the color white, which for me, I always think of as almost like a powder. I think of a face powder, those little individual particles. That's how I visualize it. it can be any way you want, but breathing in that color. And when you exhale through your mouth, think about it, filling your aura, filling around you. And it's just nice to kind of play with. It's like how I heard someone once talking about when anxiety comes, the stop acronym, right? Stop, take a deep breath, observe. But their little twist to it was when you take a deep breath, smile and try to smile with your full body and how much that helps. To me, it's kind of like that same thing with if you want to play with color breathing, that presence of seeing it in your aura or putting it in there can just kind of just make a little difference or keep it top of mind for you. If people are are watching, this little lamp was above my head. And so Ooh, I kind like of moved halo. it off to the side. And so that's going to explain some of the background changes. Maybe nobody would notice. Probably I am wow. the kind of person who wouldn't. But if, for those people who are like, what the heck happened? Was it magic? <laughs> no, we just had so. a technological issue. And during the break, I, I did some rearranging. <laughs> so funny oh my gosh I'm so sorry about that well also while I was waiting and trying to figure out what was happening I was actually trying to connect to your style archetype so your style archetype that's my favorite part of um, the offering I do and I should probably say too probably not felt like I've gotten much into style yet when you do the full edit with me what happens is it's called intuitive style edit I do your aura color, I do your style colors, you know, the ones that I and your guides think might look best on you, but again, have the freedom to make those choices. Style archetype, which usually is pretty connected to our personality too, but it's meant to help you kind of filter and make choices. Mine is the queen, and I still smirk every time I say that because the queen um, feels oh like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like my personal archetype. The queen feels like you're going to go to a soiree and you need to get all <laughs> done up and feels really powerful and all these things. Well, as I've reflected on it more, I realized that one, I think I actually need more of the queen, probably my personal archetype, that energy in my household and building a business, that sort of thing. but. The queen, the way I see that archetype for myself is more about adornment and actually not doing that great of a job with it, but I usually have bigger earrings on. I love accessories. 
I also love more one-of-a-kind pieces and it feels a bit more regal. So it helps me filter by saying, because I love so many things when it comes to clothing and style, that really makes me feel like the queen. And there's been moments I've been like, no, that looks really cool on someone else. Like you mentioned, seeing something from someone, but I don't think that's meant for me. So that's how I use the archetype. Usually it feels like a lot of fun. And then I do um, some theme boards for you. That's when I pull specific styles for you, brands, things like that. So we won't have that whole process today, obviously, because I like to go behind the scenes and dig and hunt and find things that feel really special for you. Let me but the ask style you, archetype. How, oh yeah. How long does that process last usually? Like the full on- myself. I give myself a bit of a buffer. I give myself like two weeks before I deliver the full guide to you. So what happens, I should have started there. What happens is if you're like, oh, I'd really like to do this with Amanda, you book like a 15 minute, this can last longer, but usually doesn't take too long appointment with me. And I just ask you questions, things like do what kind of energy are you looking to draw in? I always ask what's something you own that when you put it on, you feel amazing. Maybe you only wear it one time a year. You know, it doesn't have to be the thing you wear the most often. Cause that usually tells me a little something about yourself. And then I like to know what you're looking for, your expectations. Some people are like, just let me know what my guides are saying. And that's great. Some people are like, well, I've, I've been wanting to update my wardrobe. One client had a specific question about seasons and how certain seasons made her feel certain emotions, more depression or anxiety than another. And she wanted to know why. So we oh, did yeah. a whole I have a friend who um, had that really bad, I think it's called the sad is the seasonal yeah, depression. Yeah. yeah. Well, and for her, it was very clothing related. She's like, I don't connect with these types of clothes. So I dug into her records to figure out why. And there was a whole kind of backstory with it. But like I said, some people are just like, I'm good. Just tell me what you're seeing for me. So we do that in the beginning. And then I do all of my behind the scenes stuff and I create a PDF booklet for you. And I like to give myself two weeks just in case something comes up or, you know, things happen. It takes me, I think I say on my site, five plus hours. It's just, I really like to spend the time to dig and find styles that are right for you. Like I said, sometimes the guides are a little, um, it's not that they're not friendly. I think they just are kind of like, nah, it's not important to them, right? Sometimes. So I like to do a couple check-ins just to see. And that's how it comes out. They just slap makeup on you. Hey guys, Natalie's uh, just been commenting about the Zoom filter that's adding some lip color to us. And <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was pretty neat. She's like, wait, do you have lipstick on? And she looked at me. Oh, I'm on the magic wonder versus Zoom. I know. Thanks. Okay. Um, nonsense with Natalie. Yes. Are you ready for this joke? Mom? I'm ready. Okay. What did one pickle say to the other when it didn't get its way? Don't be such, don't be so sour. Oh, it's not even close. Um, deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's one of the things I'm going to be putting in my little arsenal to tell you. Deal with it. What did one pickle say to another when it did deal get its way? It. Deal with it. <laughs> nice. All right. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. You were saying you want to.
Say anything? Bye. Sometimes I just pull a card. Sometimes I see one in my mind. For you, what I was hearing slash receiving was your guides are telling me your style feels very chic is not the right word for it, but I kept seeing almost like a structure, like a tree pose. I was like, it's not the tower card. It's not that card, but it's like, <laughs> feels like a structure. I, I see you in things that feel like it creates long lines, like a column. I keep seeing that kind of thing. And so I don't know if you wear things with much flow with them or not, but this could show up a lot of ways. It could be fitted. I pulled something for something the other day that were wide leg pants, but still they weren't drapey and flowy, right? They were somewhat rigid and created a shape. And I'm seeing this clean line for you. So I was trying to dig through my cards. I'm like, not the tower. That's not what it's about. But I forgot to mention, I use tarot cards as appropriate as just a visualization. And one time I had Wonder Woman show up as an archetype for someone. Obviously there's not a Wonder Woman tarot card, but I still wanted to find something that had that sentiment so you can look at it and see it too. If you're more of a visual person, I feel like I need to sit with yours a little bit more, but I kind of like justice. So this deck that I'm showing to all of you, or if you're listening, is called the Modern Witch Tarot Deck and the illustrations are just kind of fun. I feel like they'd be something you'd see. I don't know, not like a comic book, but they're just a little bit more, um, they're a little sassy for one, especially the descriptions, but they're bright. They represent a lot of different types of women. They're all women in here. Very cool. So Justice, for those of you that can't see, she's wearing a red like overcoat and sort of clean khaki pants. She looks very serious, but what what I like about her is again, she's seated and she feels like it's creating that form. I'm like telling you about April that just feels like clean lines. And I liked all the ones that were seated. I also like the style is kind of funny, but because she's holding the scales there and a sword, to me, it feels like accessories. While I was trying to reconnect, just kind of being like, hey, what do you want to tell me? And it felt like maybe you take more of a simplistic approach to your clothing and sure you can spice it up with color things, but maybe the accessories are really what makes it you, which also feels like what you're saying, like more simple ways to put the finishing touch on things. That's kind of what was like landing with me. So is it, um, I'm making it up a scarf that has a pattern you love that you wear with it. Maybe it is your shoes, maybe it's your earrings, but letting that feel like, yeah. What I'm getting is play and dress up for you. Let it be fun. Take away the, remove almost like the layer that feels like a brace or a hindrance. Maybe that's what the tower card's about. Maybe it's like, let your expectations fall, right? And you said in the beginning, and I forgot to circle back to it, feeling vain, right? Like that's so, such a common feeling. I think, especially women or people identifying as women might feel sometimes we're too vain if we care too much, but if we care too little, our appearance isn't good enough. It's this push and pull a lot of things in the society that we've lived in for a bit. Not that I don't think it's shifting. So I love this feeling of letting your style be, maybe your style is or isn't playful, but the process of it feels playful. And I think that's what accessories is, is resonating with me from what I'm kind of seeing from your guides. It's again, like you're a child and you're playing dress up and you're letting mm. it be fun and light. I'm going to pause. I'm going to show you something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I love them. Yes. And the flower on it. Yes. That's what I want to, yes, that's what I want to see. It's, it's almost like, so if I were to go and pull styles for you or things for you, I would probably do a mix of things that felt more everyday, gave you kind of that, that line I'm talking about, but then still felt like it, it's this weird, weird isn't the right word, but it's this, uh, often I am presented with opposites when I do style for people, because of course we're not just one thing. And a lot of times it's really interesting because we do have these pairings. I've, I've done ones where someone's personality is more masculine and then their style shows up more masculine, right? But they're calling in more of the balance of the feminine. And so for years, I think I would do a mix of things that felt easy to wear and created this kind of sophisticated look but like effortless, easy to pull together, but then really blow it out of the water with the accessories, like what you have on right now, the rainbows, the fun, and put some clothing in there too, because it shouldn't just be, oh, I'm just going to do this. I just think that's probably like the easy, the finishing touch piece. So there's this one t-shirt I love. They come in all kinds of different colors, but they have these velvet circles on them that they've sewn on top and they just feel easy to put on, but fun, but not too in your face or crazy or wild, but just something interesting. I'd probably put that on your board too, so that you got this mix of lay in your clothing, even though I think it's more driven by accessories. Does that make sense? I was wondering if I was going to be presented with something that was really outside of my comfort zone, but this speaks to really what I like. Because I prefer to not have to really think about, I kind of like on the Steve Jobs ends of things. I like to have a wide variety of things that can match with basically anything and then have those fun things that are, because you can't pick something fun if it contrasts and fights what you're wearing. So if I'm, if I'm wearing something that's neutral or one shade, then I can pick these fun pieces without having to worry about them not working. Right, exactly. I run into that all the time. So anyone watching or not watching, I have on this, it's not really a t-shirt, but it's kind of that shape. It's a little looser and it's white with green line work all over it and shapes and circles. And one that always looks like a B, the letter B to me. And I love this shirt. And basically I, I wear it with denim, right? That's kind of my limitation with it. I have a white skirt that maybe I'll put with it sometimes, but if you like, you're right. If you like lots of things, if I have lots of patterned skirts and lots of this, it's not easy to pull together. And it's so funny that you said Steve Jobs, because I kept seeing you like, who's the actress? Actually kind of like Audrey Hepburn. I don't remember if it was Breakfast or Tiffany's or not, but she always wore like a black turtleneck and the cigar black pants. And that's why I just kept seeing this column shape and yeah, something simple and still chic that looks put together, but it's easy to put together. And that's why I paused on the word chic because chic again can have so many connotations with it. Am I French woman chic? Am I like, like over the top done up, but it felt like these really clean lines and anybody that's just listening, I keep making this motion with my hands because I can't help it. That's like up and down. But then the accessories, like I said, what I like about Justice here is that she's holding these different pieces and the weights and things like that. I think if I were to spend a little more time 
sitting on this, I wouldn't say your archetype is justice. I think this is the visual representation. That's my process too. If it doesn't come to me immediately, I like to keep the records open and I like to think, I like to check in. Um, but a lot of times it's just as simple as I flip through my Carolyn Miss um, archetypes book that I have that lists tons of different archetypes. And I leave your records open and I see what resonates with me. And sometimes that's the jumping off point. Sometimes it's like, ooh, the mother feels in your realm, but it's not quite it. And then it comes to me, or it'll be a combination. Um, I had a client that hers is, I called it the muse. And it was this combination of the creator archetype, which the representation literally was creator from the archetype deck. And then a shapeshifter archetype. And her style is all about the artist and poet weren't quite doing it for me. I was like, there's something not quite here. They both seem too literal for her. And then it was the creator, like her style. And I think even her personality are all about being this inspiration to others by just what she creates, whether that's the palette on her body, whether it's, she says she does like to write. I didn't know that she likes to write and she likes to make art. She has both. So it's, um, that's why I land on the muse with the combination of these things because it's all about inspiring other people and the shape-shifting part of it's really nice because she can just like she loves 90s denim jackets she can be kind of grungy 90s looking one day and then she can be done up in a more fitted dress another day and that's just her mm-hmm. and if there's nothing that doesn't feel like it just feels right for her I don't think you feel like oh that's not her style the, the literal changing of styles is right for her So I feel like, yes, justice is not your word I want to use for it. I'd probably want to sit with it a minute, but the flavor of it is what I described. It almost feels like steadfast is the word that comes to me. It does feel like it's going to sit through and last over time. And it's interesting. I feel almost like what I'm being told is that your journey and your style is, like I said, the letting go of the worry or concern or the vanity of how it needs to be and really just true I think for a lot of us but tapping into who you are and um oh what's I gonna say you when you said you're worried it might be too out there or something like to me that's that's when I've done my job is or is the best compliment when you're like oh that does feel like me and who I am because I'm not here to say you should wear the puff sleeve trend right now I'm here to and, and your guides to remind you, hopefully, of who you are. So I'll pause because I've been chattering for a while there too. <laughs> no, I, I it just fits really well because, for example, I have this black shirt. My my wardrobe really is the exact same shirt, but just in different colors. And for me, that's like my version of Steve Jobs thing. Like yeah. I just pick whatever color is kind of calling to me to that day but it's still basic enough where I can wear earrings or a bracelet or whatever it is that I'm wanting to wear that day to to be fun so yeah that that resonates with me a lot so that's cool Awesome. If someone were to go onto your website and purchase the intuitive style, how much is the investment for that? Yeah. Yeah. I have three offerings and the one I've talked about the most was this intuitive style edit because I feel like it's, um, it's my most popular offer and it's a nice intro or starting point. So the investment for that is $350. What you get from me when you do that is you get a lot of what we did today, which is 
um, an aura color reading, you would get your personal style color palette. So it's usually five or six colors that I would suggest maybe you play with or could be good for you. You get your style archetype reading, which is I have images of those tarot cards and have a full description and ways to use and embody that archetype. And then in case you're more of a written person than a visual, I have some written style descriptors of things that I think are right for you or things you can think about when you're shopping. And then those theme boards and a Pinterest link. So if you see something you like on the theme board, then you can go to the Pinterest link and be able to find it. Yeah. 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 I played with a couple outputs. Pinterest seems to be the easiest for people to do. And I try in this particular offer to stick within the range. I'll ask you if you have an idea of your body type or if there's anything I need to know, like, do you have a bigger bust size? And although this offer is not as in depth of like, I don't know your measurements. I don't know specific pieces. Of course, I want to try to find things that at least are in the realm. Mm -hmm. So if you love it, you know where to find it. Oh, and you get a shop report, which is just, here's the brands that I saw the most for you, or I pulled the most for you. And also here are some resources that I think you could get a similar look for. I always say, look for a steal, similar look for a steal. So is it secondhand like Poshmark or a couple accounts on Instagram or, you know, sometimes it's just Zara because I really try to be accessible for it. If you've just invested in working with me and then I just pick these super high-end things, you know, that might not seem wonderful. So I try to kind of balance all of that. And then I have two other offers. One's called the 30 day style journey. And that one is more so about being in tune with your body's measurements, your body's shape. I teach you how to take your measurements and we do a full kind of guide and read through on what types of things Can you I might like to Can I just say that's really that cool shape. that you guide us oh. through how to take our measurements because yeah. it's just understood that you know, and it's, <laughs> if, unless someone sits with you and actually explains it to you, kind of yeah. like some of these basics in, in cooking, if no one actually takes the time to explain it and it's just understood then it's amazing how long you can go through life without actually knowing some of these things. Yeah. Well, and I took that for granted too, because I went to school for fashion design and knowing your measurements or someone else's measurements that you're creating for is the first step, right? So I'm just like, yeah, everybody knows how to take their measurements. And it really became apparent to me lately with how much online shopping many of us have done in the past couple of years when we've been limited at times to going to the store, things like that, to trying things on. So actually, if anybody does want to know their style measurements or their fit measurements, there's two ways, two freebies from me that you can find that resource. One of them is um, my Instagram account, which I think you were going to link in the mm-hmm. notes, right? But it's at mend.style.design. I just did a reel the other day, <laughs> just like my first reel. I was like, oh, this is a lot where I have a little video that shows you how to use your measuring tape and take your measurements. I think that's the easiest way, but you can also sign up on my site and download a free fit guide that tells you how to take your measurements, how to find where that is online, like what you're looking for. If you're in between sizes, what to do, the full explanation on how to do that. But yeah, in this, in this offer, I send you a a measuring tape in case you don't have one, a flexible measuring tape. We do it together. I can see, you know, it's on camera, but I can say, Ooh, it looks like your tape measure sagging in the back. Let's get that parallel to the floor, that sort of thing. Then that's when I, I go in and I say, well, based off of your measurements, I think you're kind of in this body type or you're in this body type. And 
again, here are resources that might be helpful in terms of dressing your body type. Some people do want to know that that's important to them. But again, if you feel really good in a long cardigan and you're petite and someone says you shouldn't wear that, wear what feels good to you. Mm -hmm. So we do that and you get 30 days of meditation and journal prompts. And it's a lot of healing around your body, that particular offer and intuitive style edit. A lot of times I ask your guides, is there anything they need to know about their body, any messaging? And you know, that being in the Akashic records is innately healing. So you get a little bit of that in there too, but not as in depth. And then my last offer, the style revolution, that's for someone that wants someone to provide the ultimate support that wants Voxer support. Anytime they have a question that wants me to do maybe special sizes shopping or vintage shopping, we do a closet clean out. And at the end of it, my hope is that it's 12 weeks that you feel like you purged whatever you need to purge in your closet. We did shopping together. We did some co-shopping cleaned out your closet and now you know how to style it too. So I tell you how to put the pieces that you just bought together. And that one has healing with it as well. If there's any trauma that comes up, I have two different healers that are certified in, in working through trauma. That is just part of my program that you get one or two sessions with them. So that's like, you just, you really want someone to be that friend by your side and walk you through all of it. So that just realized I blew through those, but those are the three different offers. And yeah, I, I mean, I love doing all of them with people. I love getting to meet people and connecting and the delivery obviously is like the best part because I get to see everyone's reactions and see what resonates, what doesn't just like when we did your aura colors, you were like, well, I've had some other colors that pop up where I have this or, you know, the throat chakra. Sometimes I, I do this instead. It's great because we can just talk about it right then and, mm. and see what happens. With the magenta, you were talking about the, the red. I pull a beastie of the year. My spirit animal of the year is one of my family's New Year's traditions. And yeah. I use this book here, the book of beasties. And uh -huh. everyone that's in that, I have it written on a slip of paper. And we just do a drawing, each one of us in our family. Yeah. And my beastie of 2022, my animal ally is the cardinal. And for each animal, it has career advice, chakra advice, et cetera. Yeah. So it was the root chakra. And I needed to wear a lot more red this year. I needed to incorporate red into my, to my experience this year. And so I thought that was really interesting with the magenta. So. Yeah. And, you know, I was sitting here just looking at you and trying to be like, what would I think her style colors would be <laughs> as we were talking? I mean, I'd have to like put them on the paper together, but I could see you wearing some blues, I think would be nice. But I was like, I feel like a like corally red could look nice on you too. And I'm just saying what I think could look nice. This isn't, you know, mm -hmm. based on your energy, but red is a tricky one sometimes because red works really well on some people's skin tones. It doesn't are people really hesitant about red? It catches a lot of attention, right? It's like the red car, your insurance goes up, right? Because right. like people can see you driving. So that's why I like to play with accessories. My earrings today are a beigey color, but I have a lot of different earrings that have different colored stones in them. And so I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna wear my red stone earrings today, you know, or maybe I don't really wear a red, red lipstick, but something has a little more red in it. Um, and also, this is not my expertise, but you could look at, you know, astrologically what planets rule what days and dress in those colors too. So like 
the, your Mars days, you could use that to wear red and be a little bit more fiery. Someone gave me advice once that if I had to have a tough conversation at work or something one day, that if I could schedule it on Mars day, that might be a nice day to tap into the fire that I would need. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So mm -hmm. I love that. I love cardinals. Mm. I like how some of your packages, the last one includes the, the healing, because I mean, people could be like, it's just clothing. It's just fashion. Some people will not have a clue that there's any type of wounding behind clothing or fashion or how you present yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm going to dare to guess that women have more of a wounding associated with this, but just yeah. speaking from my own personal experience, I grew up with the whole like fear almost of being noticed. You need to yeah. dress in such a way that you don't get any attention. Um, mm -hmm. And my mom has uh, a history of abuse. And so that's where she was coming from. And she couldn't help but try and protect me right. by instilling some of these negative, I don't know, almost fear of your own body type thing. And yeah. so she still wears blouses that are two or three times her size. It's, you know, yeah. there's no shape to them. And so just being raised from that, like, do not draw any attention to yourself to getting to a place where I'm safe within my body. And yeah. um, sure, it's not in, within my style to dress provocatively. That's just not um, yeah. my I style. Yeah. But it's okay to wear the fun pieces or whatever it is that I find fun and it's okay and safe if it does happen to draw attention. I don't have to be a wallflower. So yeah. there is a lot of healing that I can see that would come up in this process of healing your wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> there almost always is. And that's why I ask people if they're open to it open up their records or if there's anything they specifically want to know sometimes your guys are just going to tell me anyways but um for me my own story is just I think I dress and I love clothes in the way that I do because I desperately like so many of us wanted to fit in when I was younger and I was such a dorky looking child I had huge permed hair and the huge glasses and of course I had braces and stuff and I'm I'm 5'10 so it's always taller than everyone else and so it's like I wanted attention, but I didn't want attention, um, which I think might be a two, four thing too in human design, but clothing feels like the way I can express. And I think this is true for a lot of people, but for me, how I can express on the outside, how I feel on the inside, because it's really difficult for me to do in words. I'm not an extrovert walking up to someone and starting a conversation is panic inducing for me. Sometimes if I don't know the person. And so getting to dress myself the way I feel actually feels really safe for me, but there's things that have not felt safe that in the last few years I've worked around, which is like wearing shorts in the summer. That's a big thing for a lot of us that identify as women showing a lot of leg or not shorts are also usually uncomfortable, but it wasn't until I had my second child that I was like, one, my body can do amazing things. And two, I look great. I look great. It took having a child like you look great. You can wear whatever you want to wear. And even if you don't think you look great, you can still wear whatever you want to wear. Right. It's your choice. And I remember one time I ran outside. I'm not much of a runner, but it's like 90 
hundred degrees out and I went out in a sports bra and leggings to run, which is common <laughs> for women to do when they're running. And it felt like such a big deal that I had done it because there was no way I would ever do that. And I was like, you're just being comfortable. But like you said, there's this thing we have to balance of don't draw attention to other people. I've, um, I've been, you know, sexually assaulted before too. So don't dress in a certain way do that. But then also I have this fight where like, I want to wear the printed shirt, you know, that might draw more attention because it feels more like me. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's hard. There's a lot, there's a lot of healing in it. And there's so much we so much we think and do to our bodies that is not right or harmful because of just whatever traumas we have endured. And I've seen it a lot. So if in my small way, I can help with that, or I can let you know someone that I think is really gifted at trauma, I am so happy to be on that journey with someone. I will be one of those people wearing the uh, jeans in 90, 100 degree weather. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I get so self-conscious and very white, <laughs> so white. And um, yeah. there's this death white appearance to my legs and people are like, well, it's not going to get tan unless you expose it to the, to the sun. And I just burn really has been yeah. more of my experience. And so I'm just sticking with the jeans, <laughs> which is fine. If that's meant for you. No, I'm so glad you brought that up. I did um, a series. I want to do some more. I just haven't created the space for it yet, but these series call them body love chats on Instagram, some Instagram lives. And some of the, some of the people I spoke to, it was just great. Cause I had a variety of people from different backgrounds that could talk about how they've grown and healed and what we haven't healed in some of our body insecurity or vulnerabilities or things like that. And one of my friends came on and she's petite and has this really fair skin and beautiful reddish kind of strawberry blonde hair. And I think I had talked about one of my previous ones about shorts and being really difficult for a lot of us, whether it's about our body shape for me, it was my legs and the size of my legs and all these things. And she said for her, it was about the color of her skin and how people would make fun of her when she was younger, like, oh, you're going to blind me with your legs, you know, that sort of thing. And although she, by society's standards, might be someone that would feel comfortable going out in shorts, she's not. And, and she has other vulnerabilities too, but that was a big part of it. And I'm so glad she, and like you right now, just shared that because that's not an experience that some of other people have. Like for me, it was so focused on, oh, my legs are too fat or whatever those things might be. I'm, I have very long legs because I'm tall. Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh, I'm showing way too much skin. It's inappropriate. And that sort of I, thing. I love jeans because for one thing, I don't have to worry about whether or not um, it's going to be too, too white and <laughs> too, too deathly yeah. pale for someone. But also, I mean, you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, did I shave and you right. know, all these, all these yeah. weird things. So me being comfortable and feeling confident and loving myself, it's me wearing jeans. So. Absolutely. And that's why I feel like my role in the work that I do is a mixture between being like, your cheerleader and your friend, and also being able to recognize and hold the space for 
what makes you comfortable, what trauma is. Maybe in terms of your clothing or your style, I'll push you just a tiny bit. Like I'll put one thing on your board that I can even sense. I don't know. That actually just happened. I put this dress on a client's board and I said to her, that's the only one I hesitated about. Mm -hmm. And there's something telling me that maybe it's a little more form fitting than you normally wear. But there's something about the pattern and there's something about it that kept calling me back to putting it on there. So I'm just telling you, I put that on there. And of course, once again, you take what resonates with you and leave everything else behind. And she was like, that's so funny. That That is the one that I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't really wear something like that, but I do really like it, you know, which is why I left it on. Well, see, if you case. like it, then that's the thing where we need to be constantly challenging ourselves. And that's where the growth is in those places of discomfort sometimes. And yeah, if, if she, if it's something that she likes, but she didn't see herself wearing it, then maybe in that, that frontier, that's where we can, we can play and yeah. Or she sees something else that has that same sort of flavor to it Mm -hmm. or pattern or the things that she did like about it. And that shows up in a different way, a different form, you know? So that's why I was like, I put it on here, but I could feel this push and pull. It should be on here and it shouldn't be on here. And that's why I put it there. And I think that is my balance, the push and pull. And I'm not, my style is not to my style as a stylist is not to just push you way out of your boundaries. I'm not necessarily the, what, what not to wear from when we were younger. <laughs> yeah. Like you introduce me to things and can suggest things, but not push me. So that yeah. the, the choice is up to me, whether or not I'm feeling up to it, or if I'm going to put that on the back burner and maybe come back to it later. So yeah, totally. I, I, I love what I do. I think it's so much fun and I learn from so many other people. And that's why I have my three different offers too, because some people, maybe they do want to do an overhaul and they, they really want someone that's going to suggest things that they do want to buy and try on. And they want to do it and try it and have my input on it. And there's some people that um, it might feel a lot less lower risk to do what's this guidebook, this DIY, and I can run with that and I can figure it out and do that. And that feels a lot better to them. And either way, I always tell people that work with me too, my conversation doesn't stop with you when you're done. If you found something you love and you want to take a photo and email it to me, I love seeing the transformation of where you've gone and what you landed with. It makes me so happy. So I'm always excited to see what people did. And you have any before and after portfolios of clients on your website? Ooh, that is a really cool idea. I haven't thought of. Um, no, I don't. I, I have a spot where you can see an intuitive style edit. Cause what I'm telling you about on my website is testimonials and the description of it but it might be nice to see what a guidebook looks like. So I do have a spot that you can um, look at that, but no, I hadn't thought about it before and after. That's really, that's a cool idea. I could do that. I have a client that I think would be game for that. Yeah. 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 There'd be a special, special kind of person that would be so excited about how they've been transformed that they wouldn't, they would be wanting to celebrate with them. All right, Amanda, how can people find out more about you and follow what you're making in your own sandbox? Yeah, so I think probably where I share the most is either on my email list. 
which you can sign up for by going to um, my website, which is www.mendstyledesign.com. Or you can go to my Instagram. That's where I share probably the most on social. And it is at mend.style.design. And you think in my, my like link in bio, I have a page where you can sign up for my newsletter too, but that's where you'll find some of my freebies and things like that as well. I love how in the lifestylist podcast, Luke's story ends his pods asking his guests this question. So I'm including it in mine. Mm-hmm. Who have been three teachers or teachings in your life that you might share with our audience that they could go research and also learn from? Yeah. The one that's been the most helpful with me lately is I hired a um, business coach last fall and her name is Sophie Jones. She's on Instagram. Sophie Jones, Sophie Jones, breath work and coaching, I believe is her thing. If you find a couple Sophie Jones, but she's the one that said clear is kind. And that sticks with me all the time because I'm the type of person that my leadership type is more nurturing and sometimes with the nurturers, we are not very clear because we want to like hug you and talk to you and tell you all the great things about you. And then we're not like, how do I find out about your offer? How do I work with you? So clear has kind of been really helpful for me because it doesn't feel salesy, which doesn't sit in my system very well. And then other teachers in the past, when you asked me this question actually ahead of time, I was thinking my husband, he just needs so much every day, just about like grounding back with myself because I love so much things and inspiration. I'm very much like a shiny object sort of girl uh, that gets distracted. Being able to ground back in myself and remind myself who I am has been a big journey in this past year. And then another resource that you and I both are in, but I think it's just fantastic is Michelle Pelazon at Holisticism. There's a lot of resources out there, especially for entrepreneurs and people that play in the spiritual space. And what I love about Holisticism and what's been built is um, this nice mix of practical business tips and how to do it, right? Like how to do some of these things with the spiritual and intuition and a little bit of magic. I think it's just really helpful, especially for people like me that are young in my entrepreneurship journey. And then I'd say the other, it was popping in my head as we were talking, I was talking about my husband and knowing myself lately. I have another healer that I really love. Her name is Lauren Schlansky. It is S-C-H-L-A-N-S-K-Y. And I believe she calls herself just an intuitive guide or healer. She does a host of things. She's a medium. She is a Reiki, you know, practitioner. She does so many things, but she is really wonderful at finding messages for you and channeling them forward to you and giving you really, again, practical things you can do with it. So I've done soulmate readings with her, which were fantastic. She has a lot of past life work. I had a series of time where my root was just so activated. I was highly anxious, just felt this pressure all the time. And she actually did a um, past life healing on me to cut the cords with some of that. But then she'll, like the soulmate reading, for instance, at the end of it, she'll say, here's the things I think you can start doing. Like, obviously we can all have 
more impact or control on what we do to better the relationship with others. And I mean, it was a list of things. <laughs> it, was, it was really helpful for those of us that maybe need a little bit more guidance going forward, or I'm still you know, very much trying to tap into my intuition or not and sort that out. So she's a great, great healer as well. Well, I have taken up so much of your time, Amanda. Uh, we've had a, yeah, we've had a funny one today. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. And um, yeah, so it's not goodbye. It's see you later. I'll see you on the Holisticism Hub and maybe totally. we'll connect again here soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Well, thanks for hanging in there through all the technology glitches and everything, but we did it. <laughs> All right. Bye, Amanda. I'll talk to you later. Bye.